All right. Praise God. Well, all right. If you have your Bibles, let's turn to Jeremiah 29 11. Some of your favorite scriptures. Now, listen. Some of your favorite scriptures are going to judge you in the end, though. Because <laughs> remember, over in the 25th chapter, uh, where we're going to go, which has been our thesis text, he said, I knew that you were a man who, who wanted to reap what you have not sown. He said, the, the, the very thing that you knew is the very thing that's judging you. It was the very thing that got him taken out. All right? So I think, and I've been re-looking at a bunch of scriptures that, you know, we just kind of scathe over and skip over and skim over. And I think this is uh, one of the most favorite scriptures in the world right now. And it's because God really wants this message out. You know, if God wants a message out, he can get it to the world. Did you know that? Do y'all know the number one book printed in the world? Anybody know? The Bible. At the last time I checked, it was six billion. It's probably seven billion. Number two book printed was only one billion. So it beats the number two book by six to seven billion. That's God's book. Don't tell me about no Quran. Don't tell me about the Book of the Dead, some Buddhist book, Hindu book. They don't even touch the Bible. Hello? Because if God is the God of the universe and he got a book, he probably, his book going to probably be at the top. Somebody say amen. amen. And nothing coming close to it because he's God. And there's none like him. You remember that? You remember that scripture where he said, he said, there's... I, if there's another guy, I don't know who it is. <laughs> All right. For I know the thoughts. So here's the first thing, that the God of the universe knows the thoughts. I, I have this, uh, this picture in my office. And it has the planets on them, but they're not in the order that you would see that. It, it's from the earth view. And it basically is all the planets and the moon. And I was in there with Jared the other day, and I said, what is it? He said, it's Jupiter, that's Saturn. He was calling them out. And I was sitting there looking at that picture I bought outside of Hobby Lobby, and it so inspired me. And this is the God of the universe. And when you see that picture, it looks like all the stuff could be running into each other. Because it's not, you know, like the solar system uh, projects we did, it's not neatly like that. Right? And then, you know, each planet got moons, too. And some planets got a lot of moons. And there, there are several orbits that are going at the same time. And this is, this is the God who's thinking about you. So I say, God, if you're doing all of that, been doing all that, you can't handle my light bill, though. Hello? That God can't get you married. That God can't get you into a house out of an apartment. Come on, somebody. This is God we're talking about. But that's what makes this scripture so important. He said, for I know the thoughts I think toward you. Call your name. Call your name. I know the thoughts I think toward. Call your name. Says the Lord. Thoughts of peace. Peace is shalom. Nothing missing, nothing lacking. I want you to think of anything missing in your life, anything lacking. Well, God has the thoughts to fix that problem. He's already got the solution. Thoughts of peace and not evil. To give you an expected end. In the Amplified, I think it says, I know the plans I have for you. Right? He has plans for you specifically. The God of the universe. I know the plans and thoughts that I have for you, says the Lord. Peace and well-being and not for disaster. To give you a future and a hope. Now, there is a contingency. <laughs> I'm going to say this till I'm blue in the face. There is a contingency 
Everybody understand what I'm saying? Hello? <laughs> I remember the 80s and the 90s. Some of y'all remember that? Right out the Soul Train. They had the commercials. Be all that you can be. In the army. And they were like superhero commercials too. They put a lot of money into them. Saw people flying in airplanes, going all over, scenes of Hawaii, all of that. Right? Then they had the academic commercials that say, hey, you can get a VA loan, get a house, you can go to the army, <laughs> you can get a degree. Yeah! All the plans that the army had towards you. Thoughts to give you a future and a hope. But there's a contingency, y'all. Hello? All them people in the 80s and early 90s got in the reserves. Hello? Because the reserves was easy. You know what I mean? You go away once a month. You had excuse off of work. Man, you was going wherever on them boats. You come back. Y'all wasn't nothing going on. It was peacetime. They was doing whatever on them boats, playing dominoes, uno, and that's what some of the nicer things they was doing. And they come back, and you, you just tell any boss, hey, I'm in the reserves. They couldn't fire you. You'd be off. That was cool. You was getting a VA loans. So they had the plans for you. Plans for well-being. Huh. You want to travel to Hawaii? Man, join the army. Hello? Uh, you want to go to Caribbean? Come on, get in the Marines, the Navy. Yeah, yeah. And look, no pressure. You can start off in the reserves. <laughs> but then there was something called the Gulf War. Then again, after 9-11, Afghanistan. Yeah. <laughs> so now... We got to have a return on investment. And now it ain't about whether you want to go or not. Somebody say amen. You can go ahead and be court-martialed and thrown in a military prison, or you can get your stuff and get on this plane <laughs> and report to Fort fill-in-the-blank because you get ready to be shipped off into Iraq, come on somebody, or Afghanistan or somewhere, because we're at war. <laughs> yeah, yeah, y'all, come on, people. My beloved, I wish above all things you prosper me in good health. He does your soul prosper. He does. He does, but that's not in the vacuum. The Navy wants you to go to Hawaii. They do. They want you to have VA loans. They do. They want you to get a degree. They do. But everybody wants a return on the investment. So you can go all the way on Facebook and see this everywhere and see people that ain't giving a return. They'll put this up on the post. Next thing you know, they smoking a uh, uh, black and mild with a puff of smoke on another picture. I know the plans. Were those the plans he had for you? <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? So there's a contingency. You can, you can sign up for the Christian Reserves if you want to. Uh, Sister Johnson, them, they got a house. <laughs> I'm a soul like them. Come on, somebody. Brother Brown, he got him a wife. Hello? Oh, yeah. You can sign if you want to, but I'm going to tell you. Y'all, that was a price to pay at some point. So we watched this summer off for three weeks. What did you learn from that? What did you learn from that? Y'all, all I can tell you is the life of a Christian is the true Christian that's really with God. The life of a true Christian is a great adventure. That's the best way I can describe it to you. 
It's thrilling. Sometimes fear will grip your heart. <laughs> Sometimes you will be dragged into stuff you don't want to do, kicking and screaming. Sometimes. Yeah, it's going, but it's going to all turn out good. Hello? How many of y'all like action movies, huh? You like everybody likes action movies because it's adventures, right? But the main character, they always win. If it's a James Bond movie, he'll be, he'll be hanging on by a pinky nail at the beginning of the movie on the railroad tracks. Then he, he, he's strapped down by steel and he, he's Superman and he has, uh, uh, what's the stuff that, that he, Superman can't have? Kryptonite all around him and he's getting ready to drown. And I don't know how you can drown on the railroad tracks, but they'll put it all. On the 007 movie, in the first five minutes. It's thrilling, right? But you know he's coming out of it, right? Right. Because thanks be unto God. Who, who what? Always cause us triumph. So whatever God tells you to go into, build a big prison with the girl that's possessed and the demons biting on, on, on her. Hello? That's done killed two people. Hello? If you go in there and do what God told you to do, it's going to all work out. Somebody say amen. It's going to all work out. But your life don't belong to you. <laughs> Back to the reserves. Go ahead and sign up for the reserves. And you will find out you become the property of the U.S. government. They, they actually say that. And there are a lot of perks. You can get the GI Bill and all the stuff to go with that. You can get lifetime uh, uh, medical and health care at the VA. But they might be treating you, your, your leg that got blown off in combat, though. Hello? Are y'all ready to do what God assigned you to do? Two, one, two. Are y'all ready? To do what God assigned you to do. Amen. What is this life about if you're not willing to do that? You're trying to come and get in the reserves without any responsibility. And y'all, we, we, we're, we're in the army of God. And if he say go, we got to go. And, 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 and we'd be here for two years if I showed you all the people who didn't want to do what God was telling them to do. Can we start Moses? Hey, God, I, 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 I stutter. I, I, I have a speech, speech impediment. I, I can't talk. See, ain't nobody really ever made the movie like it's supposed to be made. <laughs> Moses was not talking to Pharaoh. It was Aaron. He said, I'll send your brother who can talk. He'll talk for you. He said, God, I don't, don't want to do this. Hello? Then he said, well, if I come, I know Pharaoh. You know, he grew up with him. He like, I come back to my God, say, let my people go. He, what? Who am I going to say sent me? Say, I am sent you. Come on, God, for real. <laughs> Lord, you set me up. <laughs> Sometimes, listen to me. Sometimes, I'm telling you, you feel like God is setting you up to mess you up. But why would God, the God of the universe, set you? He knows everything. He's not going to set you up to mess you up. But your faith looks like. He's like, God, please. <laughs> Anything but this. Hello? Esther. My daughter needs to kind of remind me of her. Beautiful, but just didn't want no trouble. Like, Mordecai, no, I don't want, no. Just, I, I'm cool. No, you need to go be in this beauty pageant. Because, no, I, I just, I'm good, you know? I'm not, I'm not one of them. They're Persians. I don't, I don't know their culture. You know, I'd rather stay with you and auntie. You know what I'm saying? Because she was with her uncle, right? They raised her, and he's like, no. Mordecai said, no, no, you got to go. No, I don't really want to go. 
But your life is not your own, no. She didn't want to go. She didn't want to go. She didn't want to go. And then she finally went. The king chose her. She became the queen. She said, I'm good. I'm good. So I did what God told me to do. Right? So we said, we said, we, we, we said, we said, find, follow, and fulfill. So you can find it and be following. And then you be like, this is it right here. I'm not sure. That's good. I'm Gucci. I'm good. I did. And I at least did this, God. I at least came to church doing coke. That's, uh, that's good enough. Hello? I at least sold a thousand during the fake conference. I ain't, no, no more, God. No? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but now you got to go to the king unannounced and tell him that his right-hand man, Haman, is a snake. God, I don't really want to get involved. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? People be dying and stuff. That's what people be getting shot. I don't want to deal with that. So true. I seen a group, I mean, a hard knot, hard head, napped up, dreadlocked, weed smoking. I'm talking group 50 dudes in cars. You know they got some guns. And God say, hey, I need you to go over there and share the gospel. I'm like, hey, God. Not tonight, though. I just want to go home. I got stopped by Popeyes. I got the chicken like my wife asked me. I, I don't want to fool with this tonight. What do you do? What do you do? Most people disobey God. Most people don't do it. Mm -hmm. And most people don't live a blessed life. <laughs> yeah, you do it. Somebody say amen. amen. You do it. I did it. People came to Christ. Some of y'all, a couple of y'all been with me doing that stuff. My, my precious wife, Lord have mercy. She done been with me doing some stuff. Seen people fighting on Broadway and Belfort. Swerved my car around. God said, go break it up. Black people. I said, God, not today. I'm just... <laughs> I don't feel like it, man. <laughs> can you get somebody else? Let someone say, can you get somebody else? Why? Why do I have to do this? Yeah. Flowing in the gifts of words and knowledge and so forth, right? You know, I'm with this big pastor, this and that, working at the churches and this and that. I have a dream he in adultery. Hey, you got to go tell him. Hey, God. Mm -mm. No, now see, I done did everything. <laughs> you done told me. You trying to get me fired from my job. I'm going to lose my job. You know? Mm -mm. Hello? See, that's what I'm talking about being a real Christian, though. Yeah. It ain't about being preaching. Like, this is the easy stuff that he tell me to do. Like, preach? That's easy. That's the easy stuff. Yeah, go cast out the devil out of girl who head spinning around. You don't want to be doing that. You don't want to go over nobody's house with full-blown COVID and lay your bare hands on them. But I did it because God told me to. Somebody say amen. amen. Are you willing to obey God? Because he got some plans for you. He going he gonna to test you. I mean, you know, he, he going to see, are you going to be obedient to me? Are you for me or are you for money? What are you really after? Are you after the stuff or do you really love me? He wants to know. Let's go to Matthew chapter 25. And I'm sorry like, I know the easy listening, cotton candy messages don't tell you that. But if you're going to grow in God, there's going to be a moment of truth. What was that, Lindsay, in experiencing God? There was like all of these steps. The crisis of belief was one of them. 
there's going to be a crisis that's created by the command of God. We're not talking about hurricane stuff, some of that stuff you'll go through, but I'm talking about just what he told you to do. It's going to create a crisis of faith. And you got to choose whether you're going to believe God, step out there and do it, or, or stay safe in the boat. And that determines where you rank in the kingdom. Somebody say amen. And we've talked about the judgment seat of Christ. There will be people in heaven. There will be some who did nothing. The Bible said. But it's going to be apparent to everybody. It's cool while we on earth and ain't nobody going to church. You see, it was like when I went to, uh, when I played ball in high school, you know. I ended up being the blue chipper at high school. In my, in my high school, I was the most popular, you know, football player my senior year, had great stats. I was the only one to get a sign on National Signing Day, February the 8th, 1989, to a Division One school. But then I left high school and went to college. All of them dudes had been blue chippers. Anybody saw Friday Night Lights? A lot of them had played, that, was, that team that was depicted, they was on that team from Dallas Carter. <laughs> so they was all superstars. Yeah? So then, when you're around everybody that's up there, then the stakes get higher. So then it's the cream of the crop of Division I guys that go to the combines for the NFL. And you know a lot of number one guys that went to number one schools and colleges are sitting on the bench in the NFL because now that's the top of the top. Somebody say amen. And you don't feel good sitting on the bench when you've been the number one in high school and college. Somebody say amen. amen. So you don't feel nothing. Now not doing much, but when we get to heaven amongst all of your heavenly peers up there, you, you know, you stand next to Billy Graham and let some wrong them, let some wrong wife. Mm -hmm. The state's going to get real hot in. And the Bible says that some Christians will suffer loss because everything they did will be burned up. Let's go there. 1 Corinthians 3. You can't talk about this too much. Verse 12, now if anyone builds on the foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, or stubble. See, gold, silver, precious stones, that's us doing the will of God, doing what he told us to do, right? Wood, hay, or stubble. That's what most folks in the church do. Wood, hay, and stubble stuff. That ain't about nothing. I know people won't do much outside of here because it's hard to get people to commit to doing something inside of here for two hours, two days a week. <laughs> Stubble, hey, I, you know, I did this, I did that. You know, I dusted off the pulpit every week. Y'all, I'm going to tell you now, Billy Graham done spoke, preached to 10 million people, Ron Hart Bunky, all them guys, great cloud of witnesses. Right? He's talking about me. me. No. What about Deborah? What about Esther? What about Ruth? What about Mary? All the women of the Bible. Priscilla, who was married to Aquila. Right? Who taught Apollos about the Holy Ghost. So listen. He says, Now if anyone builds on the foundation with gold, silver, precious stone, wood, hay, or stubble, each one's work will be revealed, for the day would declare it because... It will be revealed by fire. And the fire will test whatever sort of work each has done. Everybody say each. Start talking about pastors. Are you a Christian? Are you going to heaven? Okay, it's talking about you. What have you done? Yeah? Because it will be revealed by fire. If anyone's work which has been built on the foundation endures, he will receive reward. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss. But he himself will be saved, still going through the fire, right? 
So in heaven, some people are going to suffer loss because they didn't do anything. All right. So let's go back to Matthew 25. And I'm still on just to motivating everybody in the room to even want to get started on doing something. I can't, I don't even feel like I've, I've, I've got a quorum of people in this room that's just really like, yeah, let's go do something for God. I think because, and it's much because of all the modern day preaching that has gone on. You've heard it over and over and over. Sit you behind in the seat and be happy and just listen to me and clap and you did good because you're, you're a great Christian. No. I'm and I know I'm countering all of that. And you mad at me. Your, your, your flesh mad at me. Your spirit likes me. But your flesh get mad. But I'm sorry. I'm reading the Bible. Somebody say Amen. <laughs> now listen, verse 14, 25, 14, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his servants and entrusted his goods to them. To one he gave five times, to another he gave two, to one he gave one, to another, uh, to another two, to, uh, um, to another two, and to another one, to every man according to his ability, and immediately he took his journey. He went to heaven. He's talking, this is Jesus. And he had received five, went and traded with them, and got another five. Five plus five is ten. Seventeen. So also he who had received two gained another two. Two plus two is what? Four. But he, listen to the children, right? They know their math. But he who had received one went and dug in the ground and hid his master's money. One plus zero is what? One. That's it. Didn't do nothing with it. Didn't do nothing with it. After a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them. And he who had received five came and brought another five, saying, Master, you entrusted me. I want, I want y'all to say that, entrusted me. See, God is entrusting you. All the people around you meet, he's entrusting you with them. People ain't saved. He entrusts in you. But surely somebody else can do it. What did God tell us to summarize? I don't have anybody else. <laughs> I don't have anybody else. He's entrusting you. Do y'all feel that? Yeah, he entrusts in you. Yeah, he entrusts the church. No, you. <laughs> this is individual. It's individualized. He's entrusting you. Somebody say, he's entrusting me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The master, you entrusted me with five talents. Look, I've gained five talents more. His master said to him, well done, you good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. I'll make you ruler over many things. So that's promotion. Yes. In this life. He didn't come scoop him up, take him back to where he came from, right? This is not the rapture. He came back from where he came from and settled up accounts. I want to say this again. Accounts get settled in this lifetime on earth because he gives you a space of time to do certain things. There are different seasons he gives you to do certain things. Just like the devil sells up with the people who sell their soul. That's why they die early. <laughs> he settles up. Well, you sold your soul for fame and stuff, all right? Now it's time. Wait, wait, wait. What, what you mean? You, know, <laughs> you sold me your soul, right? Yeah, okay, we, we done. They die at 27, 23. Right? A lot of these famous people. Yeah, we was watching the Selena series. Boy, she was telling me. It was time to settle up. Robert Johnson, who's the father of rock and roll and modern blues, say he went down the crossroads of Mississippi, sold his soul to the devil. He died, 27. So there's a time of selling up in his life. Did you do what we told you to do? Back to the drug dealer. We've seen movies with that thing. 
All right? Dude got the goods, made the money, but didn't pay, pay up. Didn't re-up, didn't pay up. He finna, he finna die. Somebody finna get, get with him, right? And I'm telling you, this is a very sober point. Y'all, a lot of people, they get cancers, they die, their health starts failing, and all of those things because during the time that they had good health, during the time God kept giving them a chance and calling them into doing certain things, and they refused to do it. They refused to do it. Now, me and my wife, you know, we have insight on a lot of people and celebrities and stuff, and there are certain people. We, we just knew they didn't do what they're supposed to do with their life. They just didn't do it. Anybody ever heard of Bernie Mann? Yeah. Her granddad was a preacher. He grew up on top of a church. His apartment was on top of a church. You ever heard of stand-up? Kind of sound a little preachy. I was dressed like a preacher. Me and my wife, we always said, yeah, that dude is supposed to be ministry. He dies young. See, y'all, I'm going to tell you, the Bible says to whom much is given, much is required. You know? And some people are the five talent people. Some people are the two. Some people are the one. But whatever God gave you, according to your ability, y'all, there is a time in this life when your life is over. Mom and I, we were talking about some relatives. Y'all, it would take a mega miracle. Like, their life is done. They wasted their life. They wasted their life. We saw them when God was trying to get them to do stuff. God used us to tell people prophetically stuff. My wife tell people stuff, they refused, did not listen, did not listen, did not listen, did not listen. Now, they're still alive, but maybe they've lost their mind. Maybe they're immobile. Maybe they're so overwhelmed with panic attacks and anxiety and stuff, like the world has just closed in on them. You know, they was already having trouble, then COVID came, then, you know. People's already on the edge of that stuff. That just took them over the edge. But when the times was good, when they had the season to do it, and, and, and the reason you're quiet is because everybody in here, you know what I'm talking about. Because <laughs> don't nobody outside of you have to tell you nothing. You hear it on the inside at night when you're laying up with your eyes open and God is telling you, what you need to do, it knows that you're on the inside. But some people obey and some people don't. <laughs> and y'all, we're going to give an account for that as Christians. Because as Christians, God put us on earth in this time, in the end times of all times. And trusted us with end times ministry. <laughs> he entrusted us. Yeah? So out of all the times to be born and to live, we are living in the end, and he's entrusted the end time harvest to you and to me. What are we doing? Mm. Look at verse 26. He told the one, and this, this is what I don't, don't want to hear. I don't know about you. I don't want to hear God call me a wicked and slothful servant. We know no indictment of this man that he was a drug dealer, a weed smoker, a womanizer, a strip club owner, a pimp, cheating on his wife. We know nothing. He called him wicked because he didn't do anything with what he gave him. And then he called him lazy. He says, you wicked and slothful servant, you knew I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not winnowed. Then you ought to have given. There are things you ought to have done, God is going to tell people. 
I want you to think about it. Is there anything that God would tell you you ought to have done by now? I want you to think about it. Remember, we're talking about the God of the universe. You ought to have done this, he says. And then he gives them the minimal thing. He said, man, you could have at least done this. Hello? Mm -hmm. You could have at least took my money to the bankers and at my coming I would receive what was my own with interest. He said, you wouldn't have doubled it like the other people, but you'd at least gave me a little extra with interest. He said, you didn't do nothing with the F. You know, nothing. That's how black people say nothing. Brother John Michael, nothing. We say, man, you, like, we really want to emphasize it. We say, you ain't do nothing. Y'all ain't do nothing out there tonight. You know, you be playing sports, and you hear that uncle that's, that's too overly honest. And everybody be like, man, it'll be all right. Y'all get them next time. Bro, y'all ain't do nothing. What was wrong with y'all? Right? He said, you didn't do anything with what I gave you. And look at 28. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has 10 talents. For everyone who has, more will be given. You ever notice how winning people in the body of Christ, like people who successful, they just keep on, like it just never stop? Because they've been faithful at that latter stage. And, and some of y'all who don't do nothing with your stuff, God give them your stuff. And they just get, they just keep getting, gaining momentum, momentum. They can't, they can't lose. <laughs> they can't lose. I've heard, I said this on a prayer call, and Dr. Rogers has said this openly. I heard him say it in his church. He said, had another pastor obeyed God, I wouldn't even be a pastor right now. He was a musician. He said, I, would, I wouldn't even been a pastor if somebody had been obedient to God. But now he can't lose. Somebody say Amen. Yeah, he, he's getting what belongs to somebody else. You ever heard him say that? Yeah. That's my friend. And he, he humbly admits that. Man, can you imagine somebody living in your house? Somebody married to your husband? Somebody got your pretty, bright, skinned girl with green eyes, somebody driving your car. You ever hear them people, how you doing, man, just living the dream? Yeah, they living your dream. <laughs> I, want you, I want you to understand that that's possible. You remember that message we preach, is God using you or your backup? If God's using your backup, guess who he's blessing? Your backup. You notice the book of Esther wasn't called the book of Esther. She was the first wife that didn't do right. Somebody say amen. amen. Now it's called the book of Esther. She was the second wife that went on here and made the king peanut butter sandwiches whenever he asked for a peanut butter sandwich. That's what they said on vegetables. He can make his own peanut butter sandwich. All right. She was out. Best you ever saw that movie? The, the old movie, Eddie Murphy, Dan Aykroyd, Roy, Trading Places? Yeah, Eddie Murphy lived Dan Aykroyd's life. Y'all, that stuff happens. I'm, I'm so into destiny and purpose, and I've seen it play out. Me and my wife have watched it happen to people. This person living the other person's life that they should have. They could have had it, but they were stupid. You see what I'm saying? Now that girl in the fourth grade that broke my heart because she didn't like me, she could have been living. <laughs> you know, my wife got so many prints on the board. I don't even know what to buy. I, I had to go out, outside the brand. You know, she got all the doonies and everything. And, and um, 
I know what you're thinking. Well, you could have bought me another Louis. No. It's okay. I had to go buy a Brahmin. You know what I'm saying? It's like, she got the good life. Somebody say amen. amen. She was definitely not the backup. Amen. Just making you laugh about something that could be making you cry. If you, if you, if God showed on this screen the life you could be living right now, but somebody else is living it because they was obedient to God. I'm just telling you, man, that stuff will make you depressed. Pull your car in the garage, turn on the key, and, 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 and blow, roll down the windows. It make you want to kill yourself. When you figure out, man, all I had to do was just obey God. Just stay with God. Just stay at KCOH and not get mad. I could have had all the stuff that everybody else got. I don't know. Somebody say amen. Yeah. I close with these little, little scattering remarks. I'm, I'm going to help you. I, I'm trying to help you. I'm, I'm just trying to get you into the, I can't really even get into assignment until I can move you, your will, to really want it. To really want what God wants. Even if it's tough. Even if it, it challenges your fears. Yeah. Do you know why God said, be not afraid over 365 times in the Bible? Do you know why he kept telling Joshua, don't be afraid, be of good courage, for I'm with you? Because his assignment in the flesh will make you be afraid. Why he kept telling Timothy, I'm not giving you a spirit of fear. <laughs> yeah. You know. Right? You wake up and then all of a sudden you're in a plane with the door open. And they putting some parachutes on your back. Like, hey, bro, what we doing? Hey, God ain't give you a spirit of fear. Come on. <laughs> Y'all, this is the life we're called to. All I can tell you is it, it's, it's an adventure. It's going to all turn out right. I mean, I, I wouldn't want, I wouldn't want none of y'all to go through Harvey. We prayed that none of y'all went through Harvey like we did, and none of y'all did. <laughs> none of y'all lost nothing. But we did. That was an adventure. It was an adventure. Yes. Yikes. Multiple decisions quickly you got to make. Like things was happening so fast. What an adventure. <laughs> yeah? But it got us where we are now. We got, we got in the blessing. But there are going to be moments of intensity in Christianity well, you got to step out of the boat on water. Like, how can, I can't walk on this. I'm a saint. God, you set me up to drown. No, I'm going to sustain you walking on the water if you just keep your eyes on me. Y'all, if you're not living that like kind of Christian life, you're not living. It's exhilarating. Come on, jump in the water. It's warm. Hello? Come on, get in there with us. We want to be safe. We want to live a safe life. You can't be safe and be a Christian. Somebody say amen. amen. All right. So I'm going to share this and we're going to go. It is essential that you discover your assignment and give yourself totally to it. Totally to it. Do y'all know what totally means? <laughs> It don't mean half-hearted. There are scriptures in the Bible that say, he fully obeyed the Lord. And there are other scriptures that say, he half-heartedly obeyed the Lord. Those people didn't get the same reward as those that fully obeyed God. You know you can half-wash dishes? You cannot wash dishes. Which my mom said, if you have washed them, what you wash them for in the first place? 
but you, you cannot wash dishes at all. Then you can get up and have wash dishes like my kids used to do. Amen? Because they didn't want to wash them in the first place. So I think they just be washing any mini mighty more. I can't wash this one and put that one in. I want any mini mighty. I don't know how they was picking which dish to wash. Or you can wash them right. Ain't no sense washing dishes, but not sweeping the floor. Come on. You're gonna sweep the floor. Why you don't wipe off the counters? Because if you start wiping off the counters, you got to sweep the floor again. Why you just don't clean the whole kitchen? So you can have do something. You cannot do it at all. You can have do it. You can do it all the way. But all I'm saying is, whichever one you choose is the rewards you get. Somebody say amen. amen. I got awarded with a belt a lot of times when I have wise dishes. Yeah, 11, 12 o'clock. That was before my mom was good and saved with the Holy Ghost. She'd be speaking in tongues, but it wasn't, it, it wasn't. A, <laughs> I hate to get woke up with the belt on your back. You know, I used to wear, go to sleep with no shirt on, be hot, sweating, you know, and then. <laughs> Feel like Kuta Kente on roots, getting whipped. Spah, get up! Then you be ready to jump up and fight somebody, but then you just remember, well, I can't, that's my mama. What? She be looking up. What? What? No, no, ma'am. Get in there. So you gotta wholly give yourself to your son when you when you discover it, right? And I pray that I do. I mean, I I don't believe I do that yet. I mean, I'm, I'm still striving to make sure. I'm giving myself wholly to my assignment. 1 Corinthians 7.20, let every man abide in the same calling which he was called. That's the other thing. If you give yourself wholly to that, you, you mind, mind your business. Like, you don't have time to worry about somebody else's lane. You stay in your lane. Hello? You understand what I'm saying? If you can teach but you can't sing, hey, just don't, don't try to sing. Just keep teaching. Get good at teaching. Somebody say amen. amen. If you can sing but you can't preach, all these gospel artists, now they preachers and pastors. Can't preach nothing. I'd have heard some of these guys. Like, bro, just keep singing. <laughs> just sing. That's all, bro. Anybody ask you to preach? We don't want to hear it. I remember we, you know, first of all, they charging you $25 at the door of a church to go to hear them sing. And then you sit there for two hours, they trying to preach. Like, hey, you know that, I love you. But can you go ahead and sing through the storm? Just sing. Because that's what we came to hear. She be up there preaching. If you're going to preach, can you give my money back? Hello? I thought preaching was free. Whatever you're supposed to be doing, give yourself wholly to that. Somebody say amen. amen. Yeah. Stay in the calling wherein you've been called. I love that scripture. Yeah. 1 Corinthians 7, 20. Yeah. Let every man abide in the same calling wherein he is called. All right? And you got to remember that you were created, number one, for what? For God's what? For God's what? For God's what? Nobody said it yet. No. No. For his pleasure. For his pleasure. For his pleasure. That's it. That's it. Can I show you the scripture? Can I show you the scripture? Some of y'all just sitting there like box of rocks, ain't got no Bible. Okay. Revelations 4.11. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory, honor, and power, for thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. 
We're created for his pleasure. That means the only reason you're here is to please God. You cannot please God without doing what he told you to do. And to do what, you, what he told you to do is going to take faith. That's why without faith, Hebrews 11 and 6, it's impossible to pleasure God, to please God. But you were created for his pleasure. If everything you're doing is according to your five senses, you playing it safe. And you might get to heaven. I'm not saying you're not. The Bible says there's going to be some embarrassment in heaven, some suffering loss, and barely making it <laughs> as the one escaping a building that's on fire. That's what the Bible says. All right? So you were created for his pleasure. He's called you to something. Find out what it is. Give yourself totally to it, and it's going to please him. Here's the second little nugget I want to give you. Do not move away from the essence of what God made you to be. Understand the importance of your uniqueness. Your distinctions must be discovered, embraced, and celebrated. Sameness creates comfort. Comfort. Difference creates reward. Discern your gifts. Identify your difference. Build your daily agenda and routine around your difference. Whatever you are gifted to do, is what you should be doing. Whatever you're gifted to do is what you should be doing. Spend some time with yourself. I'm a social media influencer. That's not a gift. And I'm glad people can make millions of dollars opening up toys and trying on lingerie or whatever they do. That's great they made a meaning in it, but they're not in their gift. They're not in what God called them to do. They're not. If we chase money, we're not going to please God. Because remember, no man can serve two masters. Masters. 